when it comes to the commercialization of brands within the life science industry, too much reliance is placed on top performers to deliver the lion's share of the sales. It doesn't have to be that way. Teams have to have a level of consistency in the execution of customer experiences that drive sales across every single account and territory. My name is Mark Bradley and after 20 years excelling in sales productivity across multiple brands, I have learned how the access to and the utilization of customer and account knowledge is the key to success. Join me and my guests from within the industry to access new ideas, strategies and tips on how to develop consistency in the delivery of a customer experience across all of your teams that drive sales in every single account and territory. to the first in our series of discussions, webinars, uh, podcasts, uh, We Are Visibility. Um, um, my name is Mark Bradley, and I'm joined today uh, with Alan McIntosh from Partners Team Development. Uh, Alan has 40 years experience working within the industry and out with the industry. Um, we're very fortunate to have access to this level of experience today, where we're going to discuss the role of team development in the delivery of commercial excellence. Alan, you're very welcome. Um, and thanks for affording us the time to have this discussion today. Thanks, Mark. So um, with respect um, to the delivery of commercial excellence, Alan, you have, um, as I said before, 40 years experience working in this field. Um, whenever you say team development, what does that actually mean? Well, Teams are crucial to commercial excellence. I think we know that in, in every industry. And pharma has talked about teams for many, many years, and they've been structured around teams. If we look at it uh, in two ways, firstly, a, a bit of history and still very much the present. The teams that were prevalent in pharmaceutical commercial side of things were very much the sales teams, the regional teams, who were tasked, obviously, with, with delivering the sales. They are backed up, were backed up by teams behind the scenes in relation to, say, market or patient access teams, um, business intelligence teams, uh, marketing and brand teams as well. So the industry has talked a great game about teams, and they have structured round teams. We're entering into a new dynamic now um, with the result of a lot of organisations in pharma taking on an account management approach. So in addition to the traditional tight teams, which you could argue are silo tight teams, um, you're now getting cross-functional teams, particularly around key accounts, where the various team members from the various silos or functions are having to come together and work, work in teams. So it's crucial that those teams work together cohesively in order to deliver commercial excellence. You could argue that historically, a lot of the teams were teams in name only, Mark, because a lot of the pharma companies still operate by individual me me uh, measurement, uh, with the result that you may have a regional sales team whereby 
the mutual team goal, the sales target for that region is only held by the team manager. All yeah. the individual account managers or reps have an individual measurement. And I think, you know, we've been missing a huge trick. And I know as a former area sales manager, a regional sales manager, that uh, measurement was a real barrier to actually forming a high performance team. In fact, you know, we were as bad as working groups in many yeah, so, respects. So Alan, if you don't mind me asking then, whenever you say the word measurement there and team performance, so what you're effectively saying is if a team is not measured as a team, then they're never going to reflect, reflect a team ethos or a team culture. Whenever you say measurements, what are the measurements that need to be in place within a team structure that enables a company to look back and say, do you know what, we have teamwork in place here and it's been effective? There's got to be a measurement on the team goal. If it's all individual measurement, then, and particularly in those companies that are still operating in, in league tables, I'm sure you've experienced them in the past, Mark. I know I have, um, where you've got your red, amber, greens. And um, in many respects, all that does is drive individualistic behavior. It drives a competitiveness. There's not the sharing of expertise, the sharing of information that there should be. Um, there's not the sharing of success. There's not the shared problem solving. You know, if one particular account has a real challenge, do the team get around the table and analyze that account? Um, or is it left to the manager and the individual account manager to deal with it? So if you're talking about measurement, my belief, strong belief, is that every member of that team should have a portion of their membership, uh, sorry, their measurement um, on the team goal, the team sales target. But, yeah. but Alan, would, would there be maybe a challenge with companies with respect to understanding the challenge within the account that has to be overcome as a result of people working in silos? Because, you know, if I'm a sales rep, I'm just going to focus on building out my relationships with my customers in order to deliver um, a message that has been expected of me from a, a marketing strategy or a marketing campaign. Whereas an MSL, they're probably thinking to themselves, right, well, I need to maybe ensure that this product's positioned properly in the formulary. So they just focus on that. But never the twain shall meet. So obviously, everybody's focused on their own directives and the direction that's coming from a management structure. So do you believe this to be a management problem rather than a team problem? I think it's both. Uh, I think it's an organizational challenge. Um, I think uh, that if we are going to go down the route of working in cross-functional account teams, whereby you have, um, say, the account manager leading that team backed up by, by the regional manager, but also with the input of market access, input from the brand teams. You've got to be very careful in relation to medical input, given the commercial nature. But what you have here is a number of roles who are, in effect, delivering the account plan. And basically, everybody is accountable to uh, deliver their actions, their objectives that lead to the achievement of the overall account goal. So that's, I think, where traditionally it's, it's, it's fallen through the cracks in that they haven't really operated as a true team because the individual members, the cross-functional members of that team don't have a, 
degree of measurement on the team goal. Does that make sense? Very much so, because whenever I worked in the industry, as I did for 20 years, you know, you were you were set a target at the start of the year and you just went out and you tried to hit that target and you did it as you wished. And there was very little transparency with respect to how you were delivering what you were delivering and how you delivered it to the point that you were always being asked, here, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. When in actual fact, you didn't have the capacity to inform them or provide the evidence because I, be- I believe that the, the, the ethos within the, the companies and within the industry is just let's hit the number, let's hit that number, let's hit that yeah. number. When in actual fact, the challenge may not be to hit the number, the challenge may be to make the market environment more conducive to the landing of your brand. Um, If if I was to even ask you and and maybe stretch you a wee bit further on that, Alan, with respect to incentives, how do incentives impact the, the opportunity for teams to work together? If you get the incentives right, then they can be a, a real cohesive force, a, a real bonding force in pulling teams together. So if you're given, say, a, a regional sales team an incentive that if they hit that regional sales target, then, you know, it's a real meaningful one. Yeah. Then um, you'll find that the guys will pull together. Um, you have to be very careful, though, in how you implement it and how you measure progress against it. Because I've seen this happen in the past, whereby if there's a team of six, for example, and just for the sake of a number, say everybody, um, that team has got £7,000 up for grabs. Team hits its target, and then the manager says, all right, brilliant, we've got it. Every single member gets £1,000. What happens if three of the guys hadn't pulled their weight, but the other four did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just going to divide the thousand pounds, everyone thousand pounds. No, you're not. You're going to basically have to have some team processes in place that reward the amount of effort that has been put in to that. But so, how does a company track that? Because, like, you know, if the truth be told, the there's serious limitations with respect to their capacity to track who does what. Like, you know, because. If you look at the interactions that are being carried out with customers, you know, are they capturing enough evidence with respect to what's been done and how it's been done and how it fits into a sequence of events? Oh, I think that's a huge question, Mark. Um, um, I'm not qualified to answer that. I don't think that... uh, Well, then if if, if they can't do it through a technology or if they can't track it through a system, how do you then... Alan, in your opinion, how do you get to that point where you can truly understand what has actually been done by who in the delivery of the... My view is the key thing that drives the business in terms of commercial excellence now is the account plan. Yeah, and if you've got a team behind that account plan, then every individual member of that team has objectives and has specific actions that they have to carry out. So they should be measured on the delivery of that account plan. You're making an assumption here that the account plan is of the standards required to drive the business that's required. But Mm -hmm. assuming it is, 
then every single member has their actions, which are agreed as a team, and they go out and carry out their actions, either as individuals or in small project groups. Mm -hmm. So you measure the progress of the completion of the actions. Mm -hmm. And that's where the team gets together in a self-directed fashion to basically, you know, keep everybody on track. So there must be, there's a need then for more transparency. Is that what you're saying? So then there's a need yeah. for more transparency on the creation of an account plan with a specificity of detail against all of the cross-functional roles and yeah. what yeah. their objectives are. But more significantly, there has to be um, a process where, where you can actually create the right sequence of interactions with the right customers across multiple roles within that account in order to deliver a high-performing team with the right outcome at the end of, of the challenge that you're looking to overcome. Is that what you're suggesting? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you take the sporting analogy, you know, every single member of that sports team has to deliver against the role and the responsibilities that they have within that team. Yeah. And most high-performing sports teams, there's a high degree of supportive challenge within it, um, both in terms of supporting individuals to achieve their objectives and achieve what their role entails, but also when things don't quite go right or people are lagging or they're not up to their game, that challenge will come in um, in a supportive way. Um, and in some cases, people will cover um, for, any, for any gaps. And I think that's what we have to try and achieve in, in, in the commercial excellence side of pharma is a really high performing account team. And I'd like to make a point at this stage, Mark, to really, um, there's a lot of assumptions made in pharma about teams. I think the first assumption is that you bring a group of people together, they're automatically a team wrong. The other assumption is that there's a lot of really good managers out there. Um, but there's a huge assumption that these managers know what they should around teams, team dynamics, team processes, and that they can lead the team through to high performance. I think that's a huge assumption. There's very little training done in, on the, the basics, the essential basics of team performance. Yes, there's some stuff in a management development program, but there's very, very little dedicated work um, around ensuring managers can lead high-performance teams effectively. Um, and the team members need that training as well. So I'm, I'm going to put my head in the block here then, Alan, if this is the case. So what you're, am I right in saying, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe in making this interpretation of what you're saying, but are you saying that there's not enough done with respect to the development of the managers in order to understand what teamwork is? in order for them to effectively coach and manage and influence the change in the development of their team to actually excel in the delivery of a team performance. Is that where you're, where you're at? Generally speaking, yes. Now, there will be some companies out there with dedicated L&D teams that have this high up in their agenda in their capability plan. Um, and yet, at the opposite end, you'll find companies that aren't doing anything about it. They may have teamwork emblazoned on their office walls as one of the key company values, but actually, what actually are they doing? 
um, to really put in place uh, development of teams to high performance. And I can almost bet, and this is my experience in the industry, and I've been guilty of this as well um, uh, as, a, as a regional sales manager, whereby you get sucked into the tasks all the time and you don't take the time out to really understand how the team should be operating and putting processes um, and, and training in place to really develop that, that team. Uh, and it goes bigger. Um, we talked earlier on, in this uh, discussion around measurement. HR needs to get involved as well because a lot of the time the measurement is based on a role description, a job description. And yet, when you think of a cross-functional team, there'll be guys coming in from the brand teams who they're measured on their job description and what they're doing for the brand team, but they're not measured on what they're doing for the actual cross-functional team. Mm -hmm. So you tend to get with some brand managers coming in, it's like they're a representative of the brand team as opposed to being a fully-fledged member of that customer-facing account team. Right. And they should have measures accordingly and right. be so held accountable yeah. for the delivery of the actions that they take on. Yeah, I agree. So, so what you're saying there, that this is not just looking at a single team, this is looking at multiple facets within, it's not one dimensional. There's multiple dimensions that need to be considered on the delivery of team performance, right? So I'm sitting today and I'm a business unit director or I'm a regional manager, or I'm the country manager, or I'm the CEO, what do I need to be looking for, which is reflecting to me that team work and team performance has not currently been optimized? What am I going to see if I look across my company? What am I going to see? Well, you know, this is a good question. What are you going to see? What are you going to look at? You're going to look at a sales graph, no doubt. And you're going to see those teams that are performing and you're going to see those teams that potentially aren't performing. And you should be looking at, well, what are the root causes of A, the high performance? What are these teams doing that uh, mean there's the high performance? But also, what are the other teams not doing? Or what are they doing? That you're suggesting there, on that they're just looking at sales numbers. That's the first thing they'll look at. So that'll be the first thing that they will look at. So if they yeah. look at a sales performance, is it enough for them to look at a top line number? So if they're looking at a national sales performance and they're sitting at ninety six percent, for example, you know what I mean? That's that's okay, but they might if they. Is it enough for them to look at that number from a top line perspective or do they need to go into more detail? And what detail do they need to go to? Because from my, from my perspective, and this is my challenge to you, do people in these positions like business unit directors, like um, uh, national sales managers, like country managers, do they look into the detail or do they just look at that number? And how much detail do they need to be interrogating here? Because if you think about it, like I've been working in teams where one region was bringing in 60% of the sales performance and the other three regions were bringing in the other 40. So we've all seen that. Like. It's a huge question. And I think it will vary from company to company to general manager to general manager to, to sales director, et cetera. The bottom line is that in any level of performance, you have to look at the root cause of exactly what is happening. Yeah. 
So you have to go beyond the top line figure. And I know through experience that assumptions are made without actually trying to establish exactly what is going on. Yeah. Because you can have some uh, instances where you've actually got a very highly capable team who are actually pulling together and they work well together as a team and they've agreed actually a team goal, but they're struggling because the environment is not what it should be. Now, that is the assumption made is that that team's not pulling together, that that manager's not managing that team effectively. Um, and there's quite a, sometimes about a lot of point, finger pointing. But actually, when you look at it, it might be the brand strategy for that particular region. Um, we know the United Kingdom is four different countries in effect. And we know through our experience, depending on product, um, that what goes well in Cornwall actually may not go well in Newcastle or Belfast or Edinburgh. So I think you have to do a real root cause analysis as to what exactly is happening before any fingers are pointed at the team. Now, it could be that the team isn't pulling together. It could be that it's poor leadership on behalf of the regional manager. It could be that the brand team members aren't putting in the effort. It could be that the medical market access aren't either. But don't make assumptions. Hmm. You know, if you've put processes in place to develop that team, then you can go back and review those processes. But you also need to look at the bigger picture, which is the marketplace, the level of customer um, interactions and the level of, I suppose, customer uh, knowledge and how good are our relationships with these customers as well. And is the strategy right for that particular environment? There's loads to look at and this is where we have to take a step back and do a, a really good root cause analysis. Hmm. So effectively, if a company have acknowledged the fact that maybe the team work or team development isn't at the necessary level. The starting point you say is a root cause analysis. So it's really an interrogation of their current outcomes that are being generated as a measure of where they want to be and are they delivering or not delivering, yeah? Mm -hmm. And so, so what would you recommend to a company um, that they would have to do as a starting point? And, and look, that's a massive, massive question because normally they only look at the tip of the iceberg and the seven-eighths of the, the icebergs under the water. How, what are they looking for under the water? You know, yes, they'll look at the sales figures. They have to look at regional performance. Yes, they'll look at all of this top line stuff. What do they need to be looking for down below? Right. It is a huge question again. Um, I think if you, if you look at it from the team perspective, you've got to look at the individual members of that team, including the manager. So what's the level of capability? Yeah. What's the level of confidence uh, that they have? Um, do they all have a good plan in place? Are the uh, account managers being supported effectively by the regional manager? Yeah. Is the regional manager coaching them? Is the regional manager supporting them to the best of their ability? Um, and are the, are the team supporting the manager as well? 
So you have to look at the team processes in place. Are they all pulling together? But are each is each individual actually delivering what they should against that account plan? And have you a process, Alan, yourself? So if you were working with any company, and, you, and, and I'm sure you are, but have you a process where you can go in and you can benchmark this all for a company to enable them to understand what their gaps are with respect to team development? And, and are you able to do that for companies at the minute? Is that, is that what you do? Yeah, my focus is very much on looking at the basic essentials needed to develop high-performance teams. Mm. Um, and I have a process there which will allow people to benchmark against the true characteristics uh, of um, high-performance teams. And then we can build a development plan from that. So my focus is very much on enabling teams to understand um, what the basic essentials are of team development and then to put put them in place, both from a, a, a sort of um, team leader's perspective, but also from a team member perspective uh, as well. And once they have that framework in place, it gives them uh, an opportunity to, to grow as a team, but also to step back and review how well they're performing, not just against their uh, team goals that they agree, but also against the team processes that they've, they've put in place as well. So, but, you know, I think it's the, the big challenge is actually getting across to people that, um, getting across that they can't make assumptions about levels of knowledge and levels of expertise in relation to teams. And I think if you were to go through a benchmarking process, you'd be amazed at how many non-teams there are in, in pharmaceutical sales. Mm -hmm. simply because none of them have not a mutual team goal that mm -hmm. every single team member is measured on. Mm -hmm. It's so much individual measurement, which causes competition, which causes withholding of information. Um, and there's just not that sharing of expertise and that sharing of problem solving, of challenge solving. So if I was to summarise everything that you've said, Alan, what I'm hearing is the first thing that a company needs to do if they believe that they're not optimizing the team performance, the first thing they need to do is the need to understand how that they can benchmark that to do a real gap analysis, looking at all facets, not just one facet being sales, looking at all facets with respect to skills, capabilities, um, strategy, cross-functional work, so on and so forth. And whenever they have developed that gap analysis, then they should be considering what needs to be done as a strategic plan with respect to bringing their team performance from where it currently is to optimize it so that they can deliver commercial excellence and do so through the value of the, the customer experience. Am I getting that right? Yeah, bang on, bang on. I think we have to go back to basics. I yeah. think... You know, the industry has been very successful um, and it's been successful by, in some respects, its, its own targets. My strong belief is that we've achieved this through actually not working in teams effectively. We've been working as a bunch of individuals across a load of functions. 
Um, so the industry is not fulfilling its full potential. And whilst we can pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, I hit my target and I've got my bonus, actually, could you have hit 120% if you'd put the right processes in place in your team to make your team even more effective? So it's I, think about that's an, I think that's another discussion, Alan, because... That's I'm, probably another discussion. I'm not, um, I'm not a great believer in sales hmm. targets being uh, presented as a number, if the truth be told. I think that you... If companies are going to deliver properly on commercial excellence, they've got to understand the actual potential for their brand as a number of suitable patients for that brand. And, you know, if 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 they're doing this properly, this should be a ground up approach rather than a top down. And as long as they continue with the top down approach, in my opinion, you're just going to be given a number that has been developed as a result of what they have to generate as a return on investment in an R&D process from an international or global perspective. So if you're talking about percentage of target, I will challenge you right away on that one. I'm not a great believer on 120, 110, 105. I actually think your target should be to find all suitable patients for your brand. Well, that would be a topic for a, a really good roundtable discussion, something for you to think about and maybe I, get a couple of general managers in. I, um, I'll be bringing that forward. Because uh, that, that's good. But, you know, my, my kind of uh, main view at the moment, and obviously my focus is that um, if we're going to talk about teams, then be serious. Take it serious. Actually look at how all your teams uh, are, are operating. Uh, and actually, are they teams or are they just working groups of individuals who are not fulfilling fulfilling the real potential of a team? And I think the time is ripe, Mark, uh, and right at the moment. I mean, COVID has accelerated change big time. And it's really highlighted the fact that moving forward, we've got to work more in cross-functional teams and effective cross-functional teams, not just a bunch of representatives from the various functions you know, waving the brand flag or waving the sales flag. It's about pulling that account team together to deliver commercial excellence for the account where the plan is based. Um, and that means everyone putting their silo hat to the side and pulling together for the business and pulling together for the team, pulling together for the customer. And that's the direction of travel for this industry. But you need to get the basics right and the basics put in place yeah, I believe you're right, Alan. And um, I do believe, and just to reiterate, this is a massive opportunity now for the industry to actually have a full paradigm shift with respect to how they commercialize and, and position their brands with their customers. The customers have been dealt with differently over the last 12 months. Um, I'm not so sure they're going to revert to type. I, I, I'm going to wait and see on that one and, and we'll know better maybe in six or 12 months time. Yeah. But the, the opportunity now, in fact, not even the opportunity, the need now for the industry to work better with respect to their team development in order to support their customers better through this challenging, ever-changing market environment is huge. And um, I'd like to thank you today for giving up your time to give no, me thank you. thoughts on that, Alan. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we could go on talking here for hours with respect yes. to this, um, mm -hmm. but we've summarized now exactly what you've said. And, and I believe that, um, that there's much more to be considered if, if teams are going to be able to deliver commercial excellence. 
Um, guys, yeah. thanks very much for, for, for tuning in today. Obviously, we're following this up with more conversations with C-suite people, with um, business unit directors, with consultants within the business and so on and so forth in order to support you to understand more about how commercial excellence needs to be delivered and how you know that you have um, optimized that in the future uh, talk soon. And thank you very much, Alan, for your time. Thank you, Mark.